0: Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's a Tuesday, <coughs> excuse me, Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. And thank you for being here today. As you know, we are the voice of the American Consortium for Equity in Education, and everything we do is over at ace-ed.org. Please go over there and check it all out. Uh, we try to do everything all about equity of our magazine, Equity and Access, which is an online journal. We'll see it over there. Just click on the cover, org, And that's going to be the subject pretty much of today's show with uh, Urban Assembly and uh, the, 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 Dr. Dave Adams, our good friend Dave Adams, who's the chief executive officer over at Urban Assembly. And he's brought with him a very special guest from Yale School, School of Medicine from the Yale Child Study Center, Dr. Christina Cipriano. And I'm going to bring them on in just a few seconds. We're going to be talking about SEL, and we do a lot of work in that over at seltoday.org. And please check out what we're doing with teacher retention over at teacher-retention.com. But everything is linked over at ace-ed.org, all right? And uh, we've got Dave Adams here. He's always here. We love having them here from Urban Assembly and uh, Dr. Cipriano. Ladies first. Good morning, Christina. It's Larry Jacobs here. Call me Larry.
1: Hi. Good morning, Larry. It's great to be here. Thanks for having nice me. Nice to have you here.
0: How's, how's beautiful New Haven today?
1: Oh, uh, we've got we've got some sunny fall weather going on over here. So not too bad. How about you? Where are you? Where are you located in New York? I
0: am located in Southern Maine. So we got a cloudy, probably same weather as you, pretty much cloudy, cloudy day, about fifty degrees. There, is that about right?
1: Uh, yeah, nice. But um, but some of the leaves starting to change up there, I bet, huh?
0: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We're about halfway through. <laughs> okay, Beautiful. without question. We're going to get more into detail about what you do. Let me say hello to David. Hello, Dave Adams, CEO of Urban Assembly. Hey, Larry,
2: how are you doing? You sound uh, I'm you fine, sound buddy. How congested. are you?
0: Everything, Everything you okay? okay? I'm doing well. Yeah. How are the kids? How are the kids? They're doing great. Yeah, they're doing Good. very well. Uh
2: Going back to school, doing great things, ready to, to meet the world. And how's their
0: daddy? Is daddy okay these days? That's you. Well, you know, you got to ask their mommy, but I feel pretty good. <laughs> good enough. <laughs> okay, I'll get, a, I'll get a more objective opinion if I do that, okay? That's I do, right. Uh, and Irma, thank, thank, thank you, by the way, Jillian over at Urban Assembly for putting us all together. Uh, she always does. She's wonderful, Jillian Finley. Okay, Dave, why don't you just give us an overview of Urban Assembly so people can put this show into perspective from your point of view. Go ahead.
2: Well, you know, um, Larry, we are a network of 23 public schools here in New York City um, with a mission of facilitating the economic and social mobility of young people um, by improving public education. And so on a day-to-day basis, that means we innovate within public education. And you're going to hear an example of that with a partnership with yeah. Yale University today and how we're going to be working to bring some of their, their tools to scale here in New York and beyond.
0: Yeah, and Dave, you know, I always wanted to ask this, you know, we always talk about uh, 23 schools. Are they, and I know what you guys do works in those 23 schools in New York. Are they going to expand this out? Is, is there ever a plan to expand it out to 150 schools or whatever the case uh, may be? Larry, you're asking questions beyond me right now. Uh, you
2: know, this, that's above <laughs> me. Um, our graduation Nothing is rate is very
0: high. No one is above you, David. <laughs>
2: Well, our graduation rate is at 91.4%, so um, I think more yeah. schools would, would take what we're serving and uh, happy to expand if we're called upon to do
0: so. Well, I, you know I will just say it here. I don't know what's holding them back from expanding, okay, because you guys maybe, just maybe do a great job. Jacob. Yeah, so tell them I said that, all right? Whatever, if they're listening. Yeah. Hey, how much more proof do you need, gang, all right? And by the way, this I'm is- going to talk, and Dave, just tell people what you guys do in New York City, and it has proven itself with this great graduation rate and, and happier kids if I just go there. You can also work in other school districts, all right? And your, your work of Urban Assembly can be carried into other school districts. We're talking all over the country today, okay? Um, you just want to comment on that for a second? Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, any school district who wants to partner with the Urban Assembly around social-emotional learning, um, algebra
2: success, post-secondary readiness, you you need to contact me at dadams at urbanassembly.org, we'll get a team out to support you and enhance the outcomes of your school or district.
0: Right. The way you just said all the things you can improve, it sounds like I should have hired you when I was in junior high school. Okay. That's what I need. That's what I needed improvement in. Okay. So we're there. You got we're it there. now, Larry. You there can't You, you, go.
2: you got to look forward. <clears throat>
0: I could have been so much more well-adjusted if only my teachers had known about you back about 2,000 years ago when I was in junior high school. Okay, and high school, I might add. Okay, good enough. Christina, what do you do every day? I know you're an assistant professor at the Yale Child Study Center. And pardon my creaky voice. I don't know what's going on here. Okay, you're director of research at Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. Okay, and I you're am. at yes, you're part of the Yale School of Medicine. And by the way, I'm going to ask you just personally. My old buddy Stuart Firestein, who's now at Columbia, used to teach at Yale School of Medicine. He's a neuroscientist. Do you, do you know Stewie? By any chance?
1: I don't. I don't know Stewie, um, but sounds like someone I should get to know.
0: Well, Stuart Feierstein, is a wonderful person, and he's at, at Columbia these days. He's 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 been there for a long time now, but he started off at wonderful. the Yale School of Medicine. There you go, Stuart Feierstein. Wonderful. Yeah. So okay, my oh my, There's to... not a there's not a day in my life I we didn't know each other. So there you go. That's as oh. far back as you can go. All right, that's about twenty five hundred love... years. By the way, yeah, it's great. <laughs> what do you know? Okay, Dr. Cipriano, assistant professor at the Yale Child Study Center. So tell everybody what you do all day, which is actually a funny question. I ask asking that question. So what happens there? What do you do?
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So so I have the honor of directing the research at the Center for Emotional Intelligence, um, where we use the power of emotions to support a more equitable and just society. So really proliferating emotional intelligence training teachers and students uh, worldwide And I I get to direct our research. So I I direct our lab within the center. Um, We're about 32 researchers at the forefront of um, cell assessment science, uh, motion science and practice, and really helping to evolve our field um, with uh, landscape reviews and supporting so that the best science is getting into the hands of the best practitioners like Dave and his team, which is why it's just been wonderful to get to work together.
0: Well, let's go. How long have you been doing this? You've been over there. How long?
1: Gosh, so uh, my career at Yale was a little bit windy, but I've been in this role since 2018. But I did postdoc back back when, when we were the Health, Emotion, and Behavior Lab under uh, Dr. Uh, Peter Salavoy, who's now the president of the university.
0: Wow, cool! You're, you're working your way up there. You'll be president someday. There <laughs> yeah. you go. You're right place, Dr. Salovey. not for me. <laughs> no? Okay, but well, you have my vote if you want it. Okay, so. Uh, Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And, you know, I want to ask you this. You do a lot of research, all right? And, you know, we're talking to a lot of teachers in the field and, uh, you know, school districts, all right? And I'm I'm just curious, and and I know you're working with Urban Assembly, and this is kind of an odd question, but do you feel that your research actually gets down to the people in the trenches? Because what you guys do is important. Okay, and you, you set all these standards. You, you you know what's going on, and then it has to work its way down, okay. And not, I should say over, as opposed to down, over to the people who are, who are actually doing this stuff every day. And how's that work when you when you when you think yeah. about it? Maybe you don't think about it, but you know what I'm saying? Because you guys are. Oh oh you, yeah,
1: absolutely. You, you we, know what I mean? You think about yeah, we think about this a lot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually re reframe. Um, your question and so we don't we don't really think about it as uh as as putting uh as as making sure we're transmitting the work down but rather we build our research projects with and for educators and students and school leaders and so it really is actually us communicating it you know outward if you will to kind of broader dissemination networks um through popular media peer-reviewed manuscripts books and you know talks and all that good stuff but for us, we're translational scientists, so we care about the so what, <laughs> we really want it at the kitchen tables, in the classrooms, in the schools, and then, you know, those publications and things we need because we are Yale is important and we do them, but they aren't the driver of how we function and operate. So it really is with and for the communities that we're, we're, you know, we're learning together.
0: That's cool. And that's a great answer. Thank you so much. Okay. And Christine, I know the work you do is really important. We're going to get into that right now. Okay. Dave innovations, you guys are innovators. You've, you've changed the way that these, these kids, these kids in the schools operate to begin to to make them more successful and better students. Okay. So urban assembly. Okay. I ask it the way you asked me to phrase it. So what are you innovating around today, David? Well, such a great
2: cash question, Larry, because, in fact, um, we are announcing a partnership with Yale University, specifically uh, the uh, Emotion Intelligence uh, Department there with uh, Dr. Cipriano, who she leads. Um, and well, we're going to be working – our
0: other guests today. What a coincidence. There you go. At the same time, in the same place, on the same show. There, who would I have thought that's what, what a coincidence. There you there must you have, go.
2: like, a gravitational pull there, I do, Larry. It's
0: amazing. It's amazing.
2: Well – Well, we are very lucky that that uh, that poll has brought us here together because uh, we're going to be talking (laughs) about innovation in public education, and we're going to talk about just the question you talked about, right? How do we take the science, how to refine it, how do we translate it into practice, and then how do we disseminate it in a way that all schools can use? So from from all students to all students, um, from all our schools to all schools, and uh, that's what we're looking to do with Dr. Cipriano today and for the next couple of years. So uh, I'm sure you have some questions for her in terms of the details.
0: Well, I, well, I'm just going to ask that general question. So what you doing, okay? Christina, we're, 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 how do we start with this? You started. What do you, what do you want to uh, absolutely, happen? Absolutely, yeah. At this? Go for it.
1: Uh, absolutely. So, so the past couple of years, about um, the better part of five years, um, our team has been working with schools around the country to build um, kind of the missing data points and sell assessment science. And so... Um, We have a whole suite of new tools built with students and teachers and leaders for them to help to support them in understanding the, you know, the impact of social emotional uh, curriculum, the impact of um, academics that it's having and help to support assessment as intervention in their school. So really like what they're learning through the process of engaging with these really unique cell uh, assessments. So they're not just like, you know, your pen on paper or your multiple choice tests, but like, you know, those are, those are the generation paths. These are cool, like web-based apps that are built with students that help to, um, you know, disaggregate information in ways that's meaningful to them. It puts the information in their hands so they can affect change in their school. And so this partnership, present day, um, with uh, YCI, the Yale Center for Motion Intelligence, and Urban Assembly, led by Dave. And then we also have a, a third partner um, out um, in LA, based out in LA, Trajectory of Hope, um, Brittany Foster and Troya Ellis, who's working with us mm-hmm. as well. And we're looking at different models of embedding these cell assessments um, within. Schools within different types of schools to help support to support students and educators to thrive. And particularly, we're interested in looking at how Black and Latinx students and their teachers are able to have, use these tools and work with these tools in ways that promote sustainable change and their academic um, and social emotional health in the long term. And so, it's a cool, innovative, like very different type of project than we've ever done before, um, where we're we're playing the long game and we're looking really carefully at how to support. Um, these tools and embed them in like amazing school models like those that are run through UA um, and through Trajectory of Hope to, to really see how we can affect change for
0: students. It's, it's really important. and I love the fact you're assessing this because, you know, we talk about SEL, but it is hard to assess. And my, my, my major complaint about the challenges of teaching SEL is that teachers are not taught how to do it. OK, it's something. That oh, my I goodness. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think only one education school in the country has an SEL course. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, if there it's are remarkable. more, I apologize. Yeah. But it's just unbelievable. Nope. So we're, we're asking to assess, OK, uh, SEL. And uh, I have to ask, are you looking to assess only the uh, public schools that are using? Uh, who was the other group out in L.A.? Who, who was that?
1: Uh, traje- trajectory of hope yeah or other our, Hope, trajectory our partners of hope. Out by the
0: way if well. you want to so, introduce me yeah introduce me okay okay so tra- trajectory of hope and urban assembly are working with you okay and we hope to assess social emotional learning my question well, is well, can, can they- wait wait let me finish can can, uh, can there are so many curriculums out there okay in SEL right now all right. And again, the challenge is the teachers are not that good at teaching it. Not that I don't love teachers. I do, but we haven't trained them that well. So my question is, can can your can your products assess beyond trajectory of hope, beyond urban assembly, can they just assess how SEL is doing in schools? Christina, help me out there. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So, so um, the the suite of tools are program agnostic. So any uh, you know any oh, no matter what the intervention or program is, right? They're going to help to support, and they're really discrete data points. So we're looking at like. Profiles of student emotion regulation and putting that information in the hands of students and teachers so teachers can co-regulate with their students in ways that are meaningful. So like, for example, and make that super concrete, like if you've got a teacher who's using a cell curriculum that's really pointing them to using uh, somatic relaxation, otherwise known as breathing, right? <laughs> Lots relaxation, relaxation breathing in the <laughs> classroom. A lot of teachers do it, right? But you've got, you know, a quarter of your classroom on our assessment is saying that, like, they're never going to choose breathing. They're never going to choose the breathing option when they need to downregulate or upregulate. Rather, they're always going to choose having social support. So they're going to choose wanting to talk to a teacher, a trusted adult, a peer, a parent. When you have that information, you can do something with it, right? You can do something with the yeah. to support so that all of your students are included in the classroom. And so all of our assessments for adults and for leaders, they aren't specific to any one program, but they're really discrete skills, right? So getting at how folks are feeling, their different affective experiences, so the different types of um, emotional responses that they're having to the given situations, what is the culture and climate of their school like as a lever, yeah to affect change in that school and so forth. Yeah, so it really is, it's, it's not about the program um, as much as it's about how these clusters of, um, of information put the mm-hmm. um, student as the driver and the teacher as the driver in ways to, to help to support effective learning environments. And we're just really thrilled to get to partner with Dave and his team because they've got should be. you know, an incredible model at the Urban Assembly for us to see how these, these data embed within and support sustainability of healthy programming.
0: And how was how it assessed? You, I, I think you said it wasn't written. Okay, how, 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 does, the, how does an assessment happen? Who does it? Yeah, so the
1: assessments, there is a whole suite of them. So um, some of them are web-based mobile apps. Some of them are only on the computer screen. Some of them involve interview protocols. um, You know, so they watch videos and they're responding to them, but it isn't that Mm -hmm. kind of like standard, you know, paper, pencil, or standard standard multiple choice assessment. And, you know, I think um, an important point, too, is that our assessments are built so that, they show us the most likely places in the school where, or, or likely places where students are to deviate or de, to, to depart from the norm. So rather than aggregating around hmm. the mean, so like 85% of your students feel safe, great. We want all of our kids to feel safe. So we want to know who the 15% are that don't and why, right? So we really thought intentionally in working with youth in schools across the country over the past few years to design assessments that are most likely to point you there. So you're able to say, okay, it's great yeah. that we've got you know, 85% of but who and how, okay, how do we support those 15%, right? What are the levers for change within our school? Is it the types of, you know, content that's being shown? Is it, you know, the, the different material supports around the classroom, the different uh, adults that are available and so forth? And, you know, when you look across our assessments, they always come with a, like, what do you do with this information? And, like, let's make sure that information is available in real time um, so that people can act on it, um, you know, with this emergency. <laughs>
0: And where do you see the assessment? Uh, how do I want to say this. Uh, if it, if it, if it, how often? Let me ask it different way. How often do you want these kids to be assessed? Okay. Yeah, and who yeah, do you see? Question. Who do you see? And I have to ask this: getting the assessment. Okay. And I'm, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. if you're an educational psychologist. You get an educational psychologist, which we are very short of. Mm-hmm. There are school counselors, mm-hmm. which we are very short yeah. of. Okay, and then there are, again, the teachers, okay, and, of course, the administrators. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where's the information going to go to and how often?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it it varies based on assessment, but these are all um, universal assessments, so they're designed to be given to all students. However, some schools will decide that they're only going to want to administer them to, you know, certain students as they kind of flow through a particular class, like they're you know some of their kind of peer support classes or social support classes or health classes sometimes where everyone's got a different name for their um, their different periods of the day in the middle school sometimes they'll choose one grade to support um, we, we suggest models of how and where to use them so you know kind of having them early in the school year having them after you know offering some of them um, after kind of the major event has occurred in the world or in that school community to get the pulse of the school to support students where they are and then also Ways in which they can be embedded in, you know, more tier two supports, which is what I was hearing you ask and, and, and speak to about how to help those students when they need additional support through the, you know, the counselor or the school psychologist. Um, but they are designed um, to be universally applicable and accessible, so that all are students. They, in a given are classroom. they universal grade mm-hmm.
0: wise? Yeah, we're talking pre K twelve, okay. And I yeah, always think so that SEL should start yeah. early, but you know, some kids don't mm-hmm. start till uh, ninth grade or twelfth grade or whatever the case may be, okay. Yeah. Um, what grades are they? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have we have assessments that range across from pre-K um, through 12th grade. We have well, um, a, a whole cluster in the middle middle to high school range in addition points, additional data points um, that really speak to and drill down for youth. So that, again, they can be um, agents of change for themselves and for their school, um, in addition to those that are only offered at the elementary school level. And then for the adults. Um, we have many adult data points. So to help understand their sources of well-being and stress, their effective experiences, how they're like using cell in their classrooms and the ways in which they're teaching it um, to support, again, effective change, improving how they're instructing sure. um, and the supports that the leadership are providing to, you know, inc- um, help to help them to be kind of the best possible teacher that they can be.
0: Absolutely. So, Dave, let me ask you. Thank you, Christina. David, when, I, when you hear all this and see all this, what are your thoughts? David.
2: Well, Larry, I mean, our job here in this partnership is to really get at some of the questions that you asked and Dr. Cipriano alluded to with regards to um, the what now or the now what.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to help think about how often the assessments are used, how they're integrated into the school's daily life. Um, We're going to help think about protocols that schools can use to use the data to inform uh, actions, everything from school climate um, to counseling goals. And we're going to make sure that other people know what we're doing so that when we uh, are successful at the work, other folks can use the same protocols that we helped develop. Um, Other folks can use the same tools that Yale has organized to improve school climate and support student social and emotional development. And um, there's one thing uh, that Dr. Cipriano didn't talk about, but I think it's really important because you alluded to, um, and that's the teacher emotional intelligence test. Because, Larry, you talked a little bit a little bit earlier around uh, teacher burnout and what that means. Oh, brutal. Um, we're, we're really excited speak. to be uh, – Speak, speak, yeah, talk about We're it. really excited just to, be, uh, to, to be elevating teacher emotional intelligence Um, as an aspect of what it is to invest in the social-emotional learning and school climate of the entire school. So um, Mm. that's one of the tools that we're most excited about. Um, We're going to be working with our principals. We're going to be working with our superintendents to think about how do we take this information and make it useful, right? If we got an engine and the engine is producing the power and that's the assessment, we need wheels. We need wheels on that vehicle. We need the thing that actually transfers the power from the engine to the ground to make us go. And that's where we're going to be working in partnership with Objectory of Hope, Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, and Dr. Cipriano to do.
0: Boy, that, that, is, that is terrific, and, and they are huge goals. And uh, while you're on the subject, we, let me just say this. We have teacher-retention.com, one of our websites, and we do believe that that is linked uh, one, uh, very strongly to solid professional development and also teacher emotional, uh, social-emotional state because the the burnout rate is incredible these days, okay, so Dave, okay, are you looking to measure teacher social emotional intelligence? Uh, just get a little more just getting into the weeds a little bit more on this one when you say yeah, all well, that what are, what are we looking to do
2: Larry, you know I think it's important uh, I wouldn't be an author if I didn't plug uh my book uh the I' <laughs> practical guide to emotional intelligence that I wrote with Dr. David Caruso, who is actually an alumni of the Health Emotion and Behavior Lab and the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. So we wow. met um, with him and Lisa Rees about two and a half years ago. So I have a little bit of a background here of applying the series of emotional intelligence to teaching, learning, and particularly in educators. And so um, uh, Dr. Cipriano can talk a little bit more about the specifics of the emotional intelligence test. Um, but uh, what I will tell you is okay. that when teachers understand Um, and they can recognize and they can understand and label and express and regulate their emotions effectively, not only are they better teachers, Um, but they're more grounded and uh, more likely to be retained in terms of um, how they experience the world around them. So uh, if you wouldn't mind, I think Dr. Supriano will probably have more specifics around how the test works and, and what usefulness is going to have beyond the urban assembly when we get done.
0: Well, I do want to swing over to Christine again, but Dave, say the name of your book again, which you have been very reluctant to mention on past shows. So say it again. I have.
2: Yeah, I was just waiting for that, that, that really clean that moment, that segue, opening. and this was it, man. This was it. Uh, but, yes, it's The Educator's Practical Guide to Emotional Intelligence, I'm written by uh, Dr. David Caruso, um, Lisa Rees, and myself, really focusing on the application of emotional intelligence uh, to everyday practical challenges in the teaching learning process.
0: Oh, I, 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 we're going to help you plug that. You're going to send me, I'm going to look up the link and, and link it over here. Okay. But I didn't, oh, I didn't dear. know all this had happened, David. Okay. So when, how old is the book? How new or how new is the book?
2: It's about three years old. We wrote it during the pandemic. Um, and uh, you know, I gotta get an agent, uh, so that I, yeah. I can plug it better there, Larry, because I'm, I'm hearing yeah. that you didn't know about it, so I gotta do better with uh elevating the work.
0: Right. So please let me please, yeah, so just send me an email or Jillian's listening, send me an email with a link and we'll do some more to get it out there, okay? I appreciate that. Thanks. But no, uh, are you kidding me? And actually we can do a show, pardon me, Christina. If you want, we can even plug the whole book with a show. Okay. Just bring oh, you, your, you and I, your I would love that. I'm sure
2: Dr. Crusoe would love to talk about the work. Um, but, I mean, speaking be able talk about the work, I think uh, when we talk about the adult EI, some of the same principles we write in the book are same, the same principles. Actually, my co-author of the book is a co-author of um, an emotional intelligence tool called Mesquite. And what we're doing with the adult uh, adult emotional intelligence is going to be really updating that tool to the modern day age, right? So, I'm really thinking about yeah. how people understand relationships understand emotions. And I heard Dr. Cipriano uh, getting in there. So, Larry, would you uh, ask, <laughs> How
0: did we get it back to her? No, we'll get, we'll get it back to her. Okay, no problem. So, Christina, did you read David's book? Did you like David's book?
1: I, I did not so I did not read David's book. I am like you, learning about this for the first time. I'm kind of shocked, go. Dave. So there, there <laughs> definitely chat yeah. about this. Um, David's other, book, David's other
0: books out. quietly that he authored are The Godfather and Moby Dick, but he didn't mention those either. <laughs> so uh, you, you know, my parents taught modesty, so, Larry. So I, I'm this, working on it. Yeah, so please. yeah but right, you know, Dave, to, but to
1: the point. Yeah, go ahead,
0: Christina. Please,
1: go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was I, I wanted to say, but you know, to what you said earlier, Larry, about like dissemination. I mean, that's how I heard your question about how are people using it. Dave, come on, we gotta we yeah. gotta get this out there. So I'm looking Absolutely. forward to, to, to reading it and sharing it uh, with our practitioner community. But you know, as as um, as Dave uh, set up the you know about the about the test. So um, our suite of adult emotional intelligence tests, our new suite, it's, it's three tasks. Um, the emotion understanding task, emotion perception task, and the emotion regulation task. And within them, there are different types of activities that educators and leaders, you know, leaders can take it to engage in through watching um, videos and kind of working through uh, situational vignettes, so, like, experiences you'd have in school about, like, difficulty with, you know, a co-teacher or a school leader or a parent. Um, And it provides uh, structure to when folks are giving their responses to kind of understanding and raising that self-awareness of how you are responding um, to a given circumstance or situation, how able are you to recognize your emotions and the emotions of others. And in particular, a significant advancement in this work is uh, being able to um, acknowledge and identify those emotions among those who are different uh, gender and race and age than you. So we were really, really thoughtful and careful and partnered with them. Um, uh, the now late galber bersaid out of Wharton, um, uh, Wharton School of Business to work through this over the past couple of years so we really understand how are we perceiving emotions and the ways in which folks are not just verbalizing but facial expressions and kind of those small sounds that are made, the body gestures, hmm. right? How are we picking those up and how can that potentially vary, right? What are, what are the ways in which that, is, that we see that variability across, you know, key demographics and race, ethnicity, gender and age, Um, And to present it in a way so that it is indeed providing scores and score reports that are helpful and productive for you to improve in those skills and practices. And so we stand on the science of the Mesquite and our colleagues at the Mesquite um, as, you know, as a foreground in this work. And so we're really thrilled to get this test out there and to see how it can help to support the next generation of educators to harness the power of emotional intelligence in their classrooms.
0: Well, I think great, and, and I have to ask this, and I don't know which one of you can answer this. How do school districts, educators, etc., find the test now? Where is all this? Okay, I'll start. Oh, with I love this question and, so. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> sorry, I love this question so much. Um, we, are, we are right now. You, you come to me. You come to our team at yci.org. Um, and we're running them um, through our lab, but we are in the process over the course of this partnership um, with Dave at Urban Assembly and our colleagues to, to move them outside of us so that it is a way that you can kind of click to access and move forward. But right now, as we're finalizing those details, um, that would be something to come through us at yci.org or, or YCI research um at yale.edu. Um and Larry, I can also give you my email. So I'm Christina.cipriano. C I P R I A N O at Yale.edu.
0: There you go. Christy Chris Christiano. I'm thinking of soccer. Chris Chris Christina dot Cipriano at, at yale edu if you want to find out more about this. Okay. And I guess you can tap into Dave over at UrbanAssembly.org too. Okay, this is. Key. I want to ask you something, Christina, and this to me is a rather important question. We we're, we're very concerned about the kids, and Dave, you can chime in on this too if you want. I think you want to. Okay, the, 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 we always start asking teachers to teach kids SEL, but like you were just saying, we were just saying we we don't really measure where the teachers are in their own emotional sense. Okay. And to me, you you'd have to you you should really have a pretty good understanding of yourself, okay? And and, 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 and if you're in good shape emotionally before you can teach, okay, social emotional learning. Okay, how important is that? Okay, I'm gonna ask the the, 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 the doctor Christina Cipriano, how do we we shouldn't we measure a teacher before we tell everybody to teach S E L? And I don't know if that's accurate or
1: not. A hundred percent. And and it's not just, I love this question. It's not not just measure. We need to support the teacher and continuously yeah. support the teacher, even if they had, you know, and they were lucky enough to get that sliver of pre-service training that's offered right now for educators. Because these skills and strategies, they evolve with you as you age and grow in your practice over time. And so it really is important to be able to continuously check in to recognize, you know, where your strengths are, where your biases may be and be able to support and work through that with, you know, coaching, Um, and and, um, peer support and professional development so that you can authentically show up in your classroom and be an expresser and communicator of emotions in ways that students can model and emulate and feel safe with so that you are, um, you know, instructing in a way that's meaningful to them. Because if you just pull, you know, NESL curriculum off a shelf, even, you know, the ones that kind of have those scripted lessons and so forth and kind of read the script, right, your, your likelihood of kind of, uh, you know, excluding students within the classrooms or teaching to the, to, the, to the average in a way that is insensitive to, you know, p- potentially culture or language or gender or fill in the blank, right, is, is pretty high. And so when you have the skills of emotional intelligence and you have an awareness of where you are and understanding emotion variability and recognizing that, like, you know, hey, I'm having a, I'm having a hard day today. I had a rough morning this morning. And Here's how I'm feeling. You model that for your students and to communicate that, that's way more powerful than any lesson off of a shelf. And, you know, the the last thing I want to share about this is what you were speaking to about the training of the adults is really that that is the heart of the RULER model. So RULER, the RULER approach for social-emotional intelligence that was developed out of our center at the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence um, by Dr. Mark Brackett and colleagues. Is um, a whole year of adult training and adult development. It really is investing in the adults in school community so that they have the skills and strategy of emotional intelligence before moving that into classroom-based practices where they're engaging with students. So we really have, you know, kind of gotten around the idea that like there's a lack of pre-service training and maybe even a lack of in-service training by supporting with that full year of adult development that you have the skills at your disposal to then go and engage meaningfully and supported you know, and are supported through the program um, and through the coaching of the program um, and how that's rolling out in your classroom. And you can learn more about that at rulerapproach.org. And you also can find us on well, the Yale
0: School of Medicine website. Thank you, Christine. And if you want, you can send me some of these via email. I'll write you today. Send me some of the stuff on email. I'll get these links up here for you. OK, if you want Happy to. to do it, that, that'd be super. OK, David, what are your thoughts on this as we kind of wind down here? OK, on adult SEL and and, and the right people teaching this. OK, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm just thinking of a joke. You know, if you if your primary care physician walks in and tells you to get healthy, but they're smoking a camel while they're doing it, you're not going to take that real seriously. OK, if they're chain smoking camels or Pall or what or cools or whatever the case may be. All right, And my point is, I've never really thought about this before, but we got to have so, solid adults who really understand where they are before we can get the kids to, to understand where they are. What, what's your thought, Dave, as we wind down? By the way, that's a PhD I, question, so as we wind down. You have that two minutes. good. Yeah, I'm a practical Take man. Take two years. Um, yeah.
2: And so I think the Minimal Viable product um, is making sure that high-quality social-emotional learning skill developments happening uh, across the school. So um, a lot of the work that we're doing with Yale and the work that we've been doing at the Urban Assembly is really creating the infrastructure and the systems for both student social-emotional development, about social-emotional development. Um, Recently, wrote a paper with Dr. Brigid Hamry, Dr. Uh, Lawrence Farmer, looking at social-emotional skill and instructional strategies, um, things like wait time and how uh, teacher social-emotional skills impact wait time. Uh, the sure. ability to give students yeah. the, the time to respond to an answer. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, we are we're going across the board, right? We got to do the students, we got to support our adults, we got to uh, develop an effective school climate, and uh, it's these partnerships like Yale um, that allow us to
0: push the envelope, yeah, cool. innovations
2: innovation in public education, and bring out to the world. Right.
0: I'm so glad you're working with them. This is just great. I mean, it's a, it's the two powerhouses working together, and I think it's wonderful. And we'll help you disseminate this stuff, stuff as much as we possibly can. So I'll be in touch with both of you later today. So, Christina, it's a pleasure to know you. Thank you for being here.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Look forward to following up.
0: That's no no problem. And enjoy New Haven. Great Italian food and great pizza in New Haven, by the way, I might add. Okay. And David, thank you, my friend. Good pizza in New York City too. Okay? Thanks guys. Have a pleasant. Okay. Thank you. Be good. Thank you. You're welcome. Take
1: care. Bye
0: bye. Bye. Okay, everybody. Wow, this is great. All right. So that's Dr. Christina Cipriano. Okay. And she's at uh, yeah, she's at Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, okay, Yale School of Medicine. Nice lady. And Dave Adams, our good friend from urbanassembly.org. Please check out everything they do. And check out everything we do at ace-ed.org. It's all linked over there. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>